Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello! Hello! What's up? Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting my ass situated right quick. Yeah, get, get that ass, get that ass, ass situated. Hello, welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, the podcast. Oh, I was going to say the I podcast. The whole thing. You still... did the whole thing. No. I'm Andrea. I'm Tom, what's up? Um, We have been sick, so we, we sound a little yeah. sniffly <laughs> yeah. or under the weather. It's going to be the cough cast right Honestly, this is like the best I've sound, sounded since Christmas. That's true. But I'm still yeah. struggling to get my voice back. So I Tom was sick things. right before Christmas, and I got sick the day after Christmas. Try to try to just it tough. wait it, was it a very out. Powerful. Thought I could get better on my own, and then I woke up feeling worse, and I was like, Mm-mm. so I went to the doctor like a big kid. You did so good. I know. I never do I'm that. Proud of you. And have an upper respiratory viral tract infection and. Uh, sexual <laughs> and uh what is she oh fluid in my ears also so i can't sexual. really hear and i can't really talk <laughs> so but, it's good we're recording a podcast yeah well we that we yeah we're a little behind because we had to put it off because the holidays and we then we dying. got sick yeah, and we literally before. neither of us had a voice so right. it was terrible it was the worst but we're finally starting to feel better back after it back so, after it yeah so i think it's been christmas and new year since the last time we dropped an episode yeah. So hope you all had a We have an Christmas. episode before this that I'm working on editing. So there definitely will be an episode out before this one. For sure. But I've got to finish editing it. Yeah. Just the holidays, man. It's crazy. Come on. I take up so much time. I really do. Between shopping and wrapping and stressing. And... I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah, I know you do. I hate it. I know. I hate it. Uh, can we talk about my shirt? Yeah, it's super cool. It says, let's summon demons. Yeah. <laughs> you got it for me for Christmas. I got you a couple of them, yeah. There's this cool brand of t-shirts or clothing, I guess, that's called, what's yeah. called Wicked Clothing. I guess, yeah. And it's like the old school, like, kids, like it's a, like, like a, a cart- kid's book, almost. Yeah, like kids doing activities, like old school cartoony. It's, they're funny. But then it's, it's like, it's literally them summoning demons. It's great. I'll post a picture. I yeah. posted another one of, of us being sick that was like, let's call the exorcism, or exorcist. Let's call the exorcist, yeah. Because that's how we felt. Yeah, it was tough. It was bad. I'm still, I still don't have my voice all the way back. It sucks. I'm still a little groggy. Yeah, but you sound a lot better. Yeah, for sure. Y'all. Yes. So. So. This is episode 15. 15? 15 of them. Wow. Yeah, knocking them out. We're hoping for 2019 to be Big better Big about podcaster. getting episodes out yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um. I don't think we talked about this on our last episode. We have some big news. Big moves. We're gonna have our first kind of well it's definitely a live show but it's we're not headlining but we're opening yeah for a live show so if you're uh, local check out the event it's on april 6th uh which is literally right in between our birthdays yeah. my birthday's the fourth tom's is the eighth there is so we'll be celebrating our birthdays uh. we're opening for hillbilly horror stories the brohio podcast and then a local Bishop, who does exorcism. Exorcism. It's going to be crazy. Yes. It's at Roosters in Shively. 
if you're not from here, you have no idea what we're talking about. But if you are from here, Lovely shop, it's an Eventbrite hey. thing. It's what, $17? I guess, yeah, you would know more about it. And that. then afterwards, they're doing a two hour tour at Waverly yeah. for it's well, like 20 bucks. Well. We might be there. Too, yeah, guys. it's like 20 bucks for the after yeah. for that. But it's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to do like a really mini, mini version of our podcast. So little if baby, you're able to come, come. I think they're almost sold out. So. Yeah. We're really excited. Bro. Yeah, it's exciting times. Yeah. I'm excited. I am too. Yeah. Wow. Live shows. Wild. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this will open up some doors for us to be able to do more live shows. Yeah, and to get more people listening to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we had a weird thing happen today. Yeah, man, that was Who weird. is that that messaged us? Do you remember his uh, name? Yeah, I his name we out. had a, a guy message us uh, about, he was having issues listening to one of our episodes on a platform we didn't even know we were on. <laughs> yeah, the dude's name was Jesse Kent. What up, Jesse Kent? What up, bro? Hope you're still listening. Yeah. If he makes it to if he makes it to 15, he's What was the what was what's the Boxcast. Boxcast. We didn't even know we were on it. Yeah, and I logged in on like every email so weird. imaginable to see if I had maybe like gotten drunk and was just like I'm putting, <laughs> I'm putting yeah. it everywhere. And that maybe may well be the case, but I don't know. The mystery yet to be revealed. Yeah, but thanks for listening and thanks for reaching yeah. out to us. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, feels I'm, good. I'm I'm kind of wondering like if it's not a crap like a cross platform thing because it has all of our it has everything. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it must be something. Yeah. We don't know. Either way, uh, see. we're on Boxcast. If we're you learning. Check us out there. I didn't even know that was a thing. So I didn't we're learning until today. Yeah, my hands, they smell all citrusy. Yeah, you're going to tell us yeah, why they I smell citrusy? So, I've been talking a lot of shit past couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of, just a lot of bullshit. Also, this is going to be like one of my first times like drinking yeah, since Christmas. You've been, you've been doing really good. I I've not been drinking. I've been trying to just be better and I was sick and, you know. Yeah, so I switched to bourbon. Pretty much exclusively these days. Yeah, we've uh, uh, we've put a we've, we've been, a solid pause on the Franzia Pinot Grigio. They didn't fund us, and we were like, Jesus. They're like, all right, our recycling bill and all this. After fourteen episodes, you're not sponsoring us, Franzia. Franzia. We're gonna do something different. We don't want to be Franzias anymore. I'm no. I'm well. I currently have a little glass of rosé sure. that I discovered. It's like a California rosé that you can get at Target for five dollars. What up? That was the most basic white girl shit you've ever said, right there. Well, <laughs> it's, good. Uh, it's good. I'm all about a deal. It's true. Anyway. All right. Well, you got. What are you so gonna tell us? I made us so. Don't be a, a little bitch. Be a little. You don't be a little bitch. <laughs> so here, take this. Oh wait, you're giving it to me. Oh, I gotta no, put my rosé on. I gotta put my rosé on. So I was a bartender for a lot of years. Okay, this looks fancy. I did a lot of stuff. And one of my favorite things ever was working in bourbon. Yeah, that's the clinky, right? That's a new age clinky. That's clinkies in 2019. That's the ice. Yeah. So yeah, this is our first podcast 2019. So we're doing a cocktail. Uh, and this is the old fashioned. Okay. Yeah, very classic cocktail uh, everywhere, but exclusively a really big deal in, in Louisville and Kentucky yeah, forever. For sure. So very, very old school cocktail made with uh, 100 proof. Bourbon. What kind of bourbon? Old Forester. Okay. What so up, Old Forester? Like the, they're like the they're one of the big guys. I mean, I know. Are you telling the audience? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we use. So I'm like, this is this is a big deal yeah. for me. Yeah. We're I don't drink. Uh, a new thing. I like bourbon, but I don't often drink There'll it. Probably be a lot of bourbon cocktails because we're yeah. in bourbon country and and you have I bought work. like 27 I bottles have so of many bourbon. Bottles now. So we then gonna... we put in. So it's bourbon bitters, 
Okay. Angostura bitters, which is an aromatic bitter. Ooh. Oh, we, got some, we got some orange bitters in here as well. Okay. Okay. I made a brown sugar simple syrup. Oh. So then we threw some you brown made it. Sh- we put some brown sugar in now. And then I don't really I don't really like the muddling of the the orange and the cherry, which you'll find a lot of times yeah, in old fashions. Yeah, just you know, I can't stand I don't a, like to a muddle. Ch- I'm not trying to eat my cocktail. <laughs> so I did, but I did express it with orange. Did you yell at it? Lemon. I said you're good. Be exp- express yourself. <laughs> express yourself. Anyway, so it's got orange and lemon in there as well. Here we go. Clinkies. Are we gonna, I'm going to try it? Okay. going in. I, hope no, I, I wish I would be videoing your face for this. Woohoo! Hey. That's good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Okay. It's strong. Well, that's that 100 proof bourbon. Oh, it's really good. Yeah, it's good. It's got a nice back end of like this. Mm-hmm. I can taste like the simple syrup. Yes, yes. That's yes, really good. Nice. Guys, I might be so shwasty. You're going to We're be. planning on recording two episodes tonight, so, so the one that comes after this might just be like... Might <laughs> just be a quick little click through on that one. But no, hey, so happy new year to y'all Ooh, this and is good. everything. And uh, welcome to the this is good. podcast. Yeah, it's good. And uh, we'll post the, we'll post the recipe. Yeah, we'll put it up there. That's, sure. I think that's something yeah, we're going to try to incorporate. Since we're doing posts and stuff, yeah, yeah. I mean, because some other people might want to yeah. make them. I was a bartender. I don't know if I ever said that. Probably yeah, we every, know every single damn episode. But I know what I'm doing back here, man. Mm. A little bit lightweight. Yeah, I like the way that. Yeah, it's got a nice sound to it, doesn't it? Yeah, Acoustics, I can't. Man. I'm, I'm starting right. Yeah, you're. So I don't want to drink too much of this yet. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and drink all of mine. Mm. There's a hair in mine. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Let's see. Is it oh, dogs I'm... or is it mine? Well, I don't know. I lost it. No, so for you. you'll find it. Great. Right. Okay. Is there anything else we need to discuss? I think that's about covered it. Are you ready to get into this thing? I guess. I'm going first. Yeah, you're doing it. Okay. I think that you might know, just like when I say it, you'll probably kind of know, and I'm sure you've heard a little bit about it, but you don't know everything. So would you prefer that I just wildly spit out spoilers? No. Okay. Please don't do that. (laughs) So I, I feel like the last few I've done have been pretty heavy. So, I mean, this one's not light. Nothing I ever cover is going to be, like, easy, really. Right. But do you remember the first haunted object I talked about? Would that be the Dybbuk box? Yes. Yes. So I'm going to do another object mm-hmm. that is haunted. Oh, yes. And it is Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll. Robert the Doll. Do you recall this? Lore did an episode about it, like way early, way early on. Maybe, and I don't. What's good? I would rather you not. Like, I hope you don't remember much about it because it's back in the day. He's old. He's been around for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. old and new. There's, there's, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Robert the doll is a creepy as fuck. Okay, so I'm gonna show you a picture. Obviously, our listeners can't see it, but we'll post a picture of it. That's Robert the doll. Oh, yeah, he's super creepy. Yeah, he's not the, the cutest. He's a one-of-a-kind a handmade doll by the Stife Company. Mm-hmm. S-T-E-I-F-F. It's the same company that made, like, the first teddy bear under Theodore Roosevelt. Okay. Uh, You know, Teddy, Theodore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's podcast. a company in Germany. Okay. And he was made around the turn of the century, so right around the, ni- the beginning of the 1900s. So this doll is big. I honestly thought from looking at the pictures and like from what I knew about it, I didn't think it was very big, but it's 40 inches tall. Jeez. So it's basically like the size of like a small child. It's big. It's the original like Chucky doll. It's stuffed. It is. Oh. Actually, that's where Chucky oh, okay. comes from nice. is Robert the doll. Nice. He is 
literally like the most haunted doll ever. And he's stuffed with wood wool known as Excelsior. And he's dressed in a sailor suit. Rest in peace, Stanley. What? Didn't, didn't you say Excelsior? Oh, yeah. He's dressed in a sailor suit. He wants more painted features, not in like those of a jester, which you can't really see on the doll now. It's, oh, just, it's like very kind room? of like So like clown weird. makeup? I mean, yeah, jester, I guess. That's mm-hmm. what it looked like. So to add to his kind of creepiness, uh, the Stife, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, S-T-E-I-F-F, Stife Company, claimed that Robert was never supposed to actually even be a toy. And they didn't even Robert. But that it was supposed to be, uh, it was manufactured to be a mannequin for window display. So that's like, mannequins are so fucking creepy. Yeah. Anyway, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, shit, that's creepy. A lot of people don't even really, like, the mystery is, like, a lot of people don't even really know how he ended up becoming a toy and how it ended up, you know, coming yeah. from, yeah, whatever. So Thomas Otto and his family moved into a mansion at the corner of Eaton and Simonton Streets in Key West, Florida, which is now known as Artist House. Uh, the Ottos were known to, they had a lot of servants and they were known to be, like, really stern with their servants and maybe not the nicest you know nice. might have been a little bit what? abusive might have been a little bit mistreating of little storm so here's where the story of where robert came from has two different tales uh one that a lot of people say which i think is probably not accurate is that there was um, a haitian servant that was robert the son the boy who ends up with it all his name is robert he, Robert Otto, he, his caretaker was a Haitian servant that looked after him, you know, and gave him his medicine, to whatever, basically okay. his fucking mom, you right. know, cause yeah. whatever. And that his mother found her practicing black magic. The voodoo. Yeah. And fired her. It As was like, get the fuck out. You're not going to be doing that black magic around my son. Okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> In, so with that story, she was fired and apparently made this doll with Robert's hair. So like the hair on it is apparently supposed to be Robert and gave it to him cursed with black magic before she left, which Damn. I do not think is the accurate story. I would also say that's very petty. The other story is that it was purchased by Otto's grandfather while he was on a trip uh, to Germany in 1904 and he gave it to Otto as a birthday gift. Which I think is way more accurate and what I see a lot more. But there's conflicting arguments. I think that the whole maid cursing, I think that's just like a lot of like. That's something you see in a movie. Lore to like hype up the creepiness and like it's cursed and blah, blah, blah. But in all actuality, his grandfather probably went to Germany, went to this company or whatever, saw it and was like, oh, I want to get this for my grandson. Whatever. So at the time, dolls resembling children wasn't unheard of. A lot of times they were dolls that were made to look like kids. But this one, you know, wasn't made to look like Robert because he, obviously because his grandfather bought it from Germany and brought it to him. So when Robert got this doll, he became obsessed, obsessed with it. Creepy little fucker. Was like, this doll is a human. He would talk to it and everything and he... He decided that the doll's name was going to be Robert and that he wasn't going to go by Robert anymore. He was going to go by his middle name. His middle name, his name was Robert Eugene Otto. 
His middle name was Eugene. So he decided he was going to now go by Gene. Oh, huge. He's like, that's Robert. I'm not Robert. That's Robert. I'm Gene. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Cool, dude. Whatever. He dressed the doll in his clothing, which is where the sailor outfit comes from. Okay. So the doll probably came to him unclothed because it was a fucking supposed to be a fucking mannequin yeah and so he put this sailor outfit on the doll he took it everywhere with him it did not leave his side it became his like trustworthy companion this is homie he took it shopping with him trips in town and he's still probably pretty young at this point when it starts the doll had a seat at the dinner table and he would sneak it bites of food when his parents weren't looking and robert was even tucked into bed with him at night okay so they were it was calvin and hobbs i mean they were close sure yeah so like i said he decided he wanted to go by gene he had been at one point scolded by his mother and he was like my name is not robert that's the doll's name i'm gene gene was often heard having conversations with robert in his toy room and he would say something in like a childish manner you know he's young like oh robert and then servants and other people could hear a response in a lower voice. No, fuck off. So I'd be like, oh, Robert. <laughs> creepy as fuck. Fucking throat. <laughs> right? Like, creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Get rid of that thing. And Get of course, the parents were like, garbage. that's him. But then they were like, no young child can make that deep of his foot. His fucking balls haven't dropped yeah. yet. He can't make that deep voice. Like, balls dropped years right? ago. I still can't make deep voice. You know? Sometimes, Gene would become very, very agitated. And... It would worry, you know, the servants and his mother to the point where his mom would burst into his room out of nowhere just to be like, what the fuck is happening? And she would find her son cowering in the corner while Robert sat perched on the bed glaring at Robert. Or I mean a gene. Yeah. So she was just like, no, what is happening? And the kid was genuinely like trembling, like scared. After a while, household objects would be found thrown across the room. Gene's toys turned up mutilated, and they often heard giggling around the house. I feel like I've seen this movie. (laughs) Whenever these unusual things took place, Gene always said, Robert did it. Gene was like, it wasn't me. It was Robert. You know, like, I didn't fucking do this. It was Robert. And he would take his punishment from his parents, like, all right, whatever, but I didn't fucking do it. And things started to get worse and worse and servants started to be like really freaked out and started to leave. So they had a big turnover of servants in their home because they were just like, this is fucking creepy. Either this kid is psycho or there's a fucking haunted doll in here. Either way, I'm out. Both valid reasons. Yeah. So the Otto's relatives at one point felt like, I guess came to visit, felt like they needed to do something and they were like, this is not healthy. (laughs) And there was a recommendation of one of the, his great aunts that they put Robert, like, in a box in the attic. Like, just put it away. This isn't healthy. I've read a lot of articles and I listened to multiple uh, podcast episodes from different podcasts, which I will tell you the podcast and the episodes at the end. Uh, but one particular was Lore. Yeah. Um, pretty sure it was episode 15. And hey, that's weird. This is our 15th episode. Oh, weird. Yeah. And he... And Lore, I didn't see this anywhere else, but I know that he does, like, pretty heavy research, research, which I was surprised about because he actually was very much on the theory of the Haitian... um, Tells a better narrative. Yeah, I guess. But apparently that aunt who recommended that was, like, died the next day after she was, like, told to put... That she told them to put Robert away. She was found dead. 
Jesus. So I don't know how accurate that is. And a lot of other things I heard. Like said, the day after they put the doll away or the day after yeah. she's damn. Yeah. She was like, you should put that. Like, bitch. Yeah. She was like, you should put that in the attic. And then the next day they were like, she did. She's and I also read conflicting things that at that point the that uh, Robert was put away for like years. or And then I also read that that like freaked him out and they got Robert back out. So I don't really know the transition there. Mm-hmm. But, we don't know how long Robert's sentence was. Right. So this continued well into, I'm assuming that it never really was put away because right. this continued into his teenage years. He still talked to Robert. He still took Robert out. It was like, okay, you're not a little kid anymore. This is fucking weird. What a creepy fuck. Like, what was. are you doing? Oh, yeah, that'd be creepy. Yeah. He was getting no play with the ladies. <laughs> well, that's, oh. no. The ladies liked Robert. Mm-mm. Like your doll, buddy. No. So, jump forward a little bit. The doll remained, or Robert remained at their family home, which is at 534 Eaton Street in Key West, while Otto studied art in New York and Paris. So, he went off, you know, trying to become an artist. And he married Annette Parker in Paris on May 3rd, 1930. And the couple ended up returning back to the auto home to move in and live there until they both. So this were is this is the died. sequel. This is going to be the sequel of the of this saga here. You know, like it, it's like it. You know, like it happened. I guess so. Kid, you go away. You come home. Yeah. So like he was like really into this doll, and then was like, "I'm going off to Paris to study I'm going to stuff." An artist. I don't know why they're, they're leaving Key West. Key West. They're fucking. Hey man, here. I'm going over Paris. I'm gonna learn how. To they're play, not boy. that country. Country in Florida. Florida, do you know about Florida man? A Florida man? Or no. do I know about Florida, comma, man? No. Well, all of that, <laughs> actually. There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of fucking crime that happens in Florida. So, he obviously, like, let the doll chill at home while he went and got his cool art, fartsy, artsy, fartsy yeah. degree. Toy Story 3. Ha, 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 So, he became an artist and... Felt that this house, after his, I think his parents passed away, I don't know, would provide a really great place for him to be able to paint and do his artwork and stuff. And once he got back home, he went back into the attic, you know, to kind of like reassess the home, set everything up, you know, be adult. Gotta set the Wi-Fi up. (laughs) No, not then. And that's when he like rediscovered Robert. was like, oh, my doll. This fucking doll I was obsessed with. Great. Dusts him off and was like, this is my best buddy again. Uh, so he became attached to the doll again. Uh, oh, despite his wife's displeasure, his wife was very much not into did not this doll pleasure. because he was being creepy about it again. It was like, no, this is my doll. Like, he's got to come to dinner. He's got to. Uh. Also, he was sitting at the fucking dinner table again. Oh, yeah. He went full, full oh, gene into no. Robert the doll again. This is definitely the sequel. He would take them along, take the doll along with him everywhere. And he even sat. In, well, like they go out in public and shit, and he would take. Yeah. Him? No. Yeah. You're such a weirdo, bro. Yeah, and he even set him in his favorite little chair while Gene and his wife slept nearby. So wait, the in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Eugene. Like, Is he still going by Eugene at this point? Gene. Gene. The turret room became Robert's domain. Is after- that where they keep the big ass gun? I don't know why it's called that. I don't know what a turret room is. I hope that they just have a fat ass turret in I, the room. Were those even invented yet? Sure. Oh, well, yeah. It was 1900s. Sure. But anyway, uh, the turret room became Robert's domain because Mrs. Otto was like, I'm moving him back up. I guess that's the attic. 
They're like, I'm moving it back up in the attic. This is fucking creepy. Okay. And at that point, their their marriage slowly became sour. Things weren't going well. And what's really fucked up is that things were happening around the house. You know, things were being moved, whatever. And she was like really freaked out to the point that everywhere it says she literally went insane and died. His wife. What? She literally just like lost her mind over the fucking shit with this doll and died. Mental health illnesses weren't quite, sure, you know, yeah, looked yeah. at in the right way at this point. But yeah, everywhere it just says like, she went insane and died. Oh. We'll move the goddamn ketchup. Well, she's probably like, yeah, she's probably really stressed the fuck out. You know, this doll was probably moving. Things were moving. She felt yeah. uncomfortable. Her husband's obsessed with this doll and she just lost her shit and fucking God. went manic and like probably had yeah. like a heart attack or some shit. Who knows? So Robert supposedly attacked people. And he would sometimes lock them in the attic. Uh, people who passed by claim to hear evil laughter coming from the turret room, which I'm assuming is the attic. I don't know. I should have looked somebody, that up. Let us know, somebody. We're not, we're not yeah. sophisticated. Yeah. Um, we don't got that many rooms in our house. After his wife passed away, a little while after, I don't know exactly when, but Gene eventually died as well. And there's a lot of conflicting articles that I read too, About which is annoying. No, it's like, it's annoying. Cause like you look at one thing and it's like, he died and then she died. And it's like, she died and then he died. And it's like, well, these are like literal, there's yeah. dates. Like it's these things becoming, I'm pretty sure things, you know? she died first. She went like crazy. And then he died. Yeah. So Robert remained in this empty house by himself for a long time until a new family purchased the mansion to restore it. A new tenant moved in to the home which is a woman named Myrtle Reuter, R-E-U-T-E-R. Myrtle Reuter! And along with the home, she obviously got its contents, which included Robert the doll. Robert the doll. So for 20 years, this woman lived in this home with Robert. And for 20 years, unexplained movement sounds and other stuff would come from the attic where she put him. After she moved in, she was like, all right, this doll's going back up in the attic. I don't need this. Somebody need to throw this guy away. And it says in this article that this pleased this pleased him as much as the last time because because that's where he usually was. He was in the attic or whatever. While she lived there, Robert was often found throughout the house. Oh, no. Okay. And on one certain night, Robert was found at the foot of the owner's bed. Oh, wait for it. Giggling with a kitchen knife in his hand. No. Yeah. It was enough to send them fleeing from the home. And apparently on one of the um, podcasts I listened to, she had a daughter who said, like, the whole 20 years that she lived there that she always felt like Robert was trying to kill her. Which is fucking crazy. That's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, another incident that happened was that came from a plumber that was there to, like, work on the house. Um, he had been hired to make repairs around the home, and he had claimed to hear children's laughter. I think this was still when the autos were living there because Gene wasn't home and stuff, but he heard, like, children's laughter. And when he looked around the room, he noticed that Robert had moved from one side of the room to the other on his own. Creepy. Oh, uh, yeah. So. So. After this woman experienced living with this fucking creepy-ass doll for 20 years, she was like, I'm, I'm over this. And she donated him to Fort East Martello Museum, citing only one reason for her donation. The doll was haunted and it moved around the house too much. Uh, creepy as fuck. Yeah, so creepy. So the museum took on the doll, assuming that her claims were just, you know, a crazy woman being silly, whatever. Uh, and the staff didn't put 
him on display right away when they got him. Uh, they kept him in a storeroom until he could be incorporated into the, you know, exhibits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. However, almost as soon as the doll arrived, a bunch of visitors did as well, wanting to come see him, which was crazy because there was no press released about him, but people somehow knew that he was at the Haunted Museum. What the fuck? Isn't that weird? That's yeah, really weird. Yeah. And at that time, also, letters started to arrive from people begging Robert for forgiveness or offering apologies for disrespecting him at some point. What? Yeah. So the museum finally appeased their visitors and, you know, put him out for display. And that's where he is as of today. He sits in a glass case at this museum. Despite being in this museum, he still has not given up his menacing ways. Oh, he's, he's still, still a cheeky bastard. Yes. And at first, he wasn't in a case for a while. And then I guess things got too crazy. So they finally ended up putting him in a glass box. But visitors and employees claim that they've seen the doll move. His smile has been known to turn into a scowl. And one employee cleaned Robert, turned off all the lights, and left for the night. The next day, he returned to find lights turned on. Robert sitting in a different position than the night before and a fresh layer of dust on his shoes, even though he had just cleaned them the night before. That's fucked up. Yeah. I would burn that little monster. That's sort of the history on Robert. Now I'm going to give you some more like of the updated stuff because he's in this museum now and sure. stuff. He's apparently the literally the most haunted cursed doll and it is very much real to a lot of people. So... When you go to this museum to see Robert, there are three rules you have you are supposed to do to not get fucking cursed or fucked up by Robert. Okay? Okay. When you get there, you introduce yourself to Robert. Don't fuck with Robert. So you're like, hi, Robert. I'm Andrea. So nice to meet you. And then you have to ask permission to take his picture. Robert, can I take your picture? That's a little creepy ass. And then after you take his picture, you have to be like, thank you, Robert so much no disrespect thank you for letting me take your picture and those are the things you three things you're supposed to do whenever you encounter him okay he's a celebrity now so this museum that he's in gets one to three apology letters a day sent to robert because of people who have disrespected him or done something where they feel like they are cursed or their lives have been fucked from this doll just by visiting him it's a crazy Something that you mentioned earlier, which I'll just plug in here, is that he, Chucky the doll, the movie Chucky, we all know Chucky, Robert the doll is the... Um, the inspiration. Yeah, yeah. The inspiration for Chucky, which, wow. I mean, God. It kind of makes sense. Scary now, enough, yeah. right? Now, Okay, so now I'm going to kind of read you some people's experiences and things that they have cool. that have happened and letters. And I watched a couple YouTube videos that I'm going to kind of talk about a little bit too briefly, so... Cool. One of the first letters I saw was, you certainly made a believer out of me. My girlfriend and I visited you on the morning of Monday, March 2nd, 2009. When we passed by you, I made the comment that you were creepy and stated that I was not superstitious about old stories like yours. That very night, I lost my wallet containing $240 in cash, both my girlfriend's and my driver's license, as well as Credit and ATM cards. Uh. We were trying to fly out the next day without our photo IDs, and that was nearly impossible. 
So that's just like one letter to him, right? So then I stumbled upon a like a review for Fort East Martello Museum. Okay. And it says this was on oh what is it? TripAdvisor. So this is like a legit TripAdvisor yeah, yeah, yeah. review. Okay. It says the 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 title of it is We Should Have Asked Robert's Permission. Last week we were in Key West soaking up the history and wonderful sunshine. We are from New Hampshire. Oh, Jesus. Lock we are it up. We are from New Hampshire and are not strangers to ghostly tales. Little did we realize that Robert the doll was more than just a tale. We went to the museum and were told by a very nice lady at the front desk to be sure and ask Robert's permission if we wanted to take his picture. I just laughed at such a silly statement. We went into the room where Robert was gazing at us. I snapped his picture, not once, but three times. We then proceeded into the gallery where it was air-conditioned and there were some beautiful artwork on the walls. I found one painting that caught my eye and decided to take a picture of it. That's when it all started. As I snapped the picture, I looked at my camera, and it said, no images. All the 50-plus pictures that we had taken in Key West were suddenly gone. We went parasailing the next day. The boat captain took a video of us in the air, got back home, and the disc was blank. Went to a camera store, and they could find no reason why our pictures were gone and why the disc was blank. I've also been hearing some strange noises during the night since I've been home, and to all who may read this, please listen to the nice lady at the front desk at the museum. Ask Robert's permission if you want to take his picture. Ooh, bitch. And that's like a trip advisor. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, here's another letter. I went to Key West in October 2009. I decided to come see you. I was told to ask you before I took any pictures of you. I asked to take your picture three times. Of all three times, my camera shut off. It was a new camera and new batteries, so it wasn't the camera. I turned around and took a picture of the hearse behind me. Had no more problems with the camera. Well, when I got home, I downloaded my pictures to my computer and realized that a reflection of you was in the glass on the hearse. I didn't really think anything of it. Shortly after, my computer crashed with a virus. I got hurt at work. I lost my job, lost my new truck, lost my home. It has been a downhill slide since then, if I didn't believe before, I do now. I do apologize if I upset you. Sincerely, can't read the person's name, but. What? That's like a legit. You can see it. Like, it's like handwritten. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, okay. This one was posted on, um, what was this posted on? I think Reddit. Uh, it says, I had an encounter with Robert, the haunted doll in Key West. Like a kid in a candy shop, I couldn't wait to meet Robert. On Tuesday, I met him. The energy in that place is thick heavy i saw apparitions but didn't catch anything i asked robert if i could take his picture and after being given permission i snapped an excellent photograph i then took the opportunity to explain to my friend the story of robert then the atmosphere changed i felt sick we left and rode our bikes to the beach a little further up the island i then proceeded to dislocate my knee as i sit and write this my knee is an immobilizer it was robert i'm sure of it don't ask yowzers yeah so this was posted three years ago. I'm from Key West, grew up there, and enlisted in the Army after almost 23, 23 years on my little island. And now I'm residing in Alaska. I'm a long way from home. Anyway, Robert will fuck you up. Ask permission before you take a picture of him. My best friend and I rode our bikes to East Martello one day, probably six years ago, and decided to take a picture of the guy without asking. We took a picture, looked at the phone display, and it looked as if we were spinning around and took it mid-spin. 
Didn't save it, took it again, same outcome. We realized we hadn't asked him and figured we were already fucked, so we tried to apologize profusely and sincerely and didn't take any more pictures. We head back to our house and probably 50 feet from her house, the front tire of her new bike completely shears off of the front fork and she goes ass over, uh, scraping the absolute fucking shit out of both of our forearms and her chin. So yeah, I believe Robert is a real thing. Yo. Yeah. Okay, this one's really creepy. I don't know if it's like, these are people's encounters, whatever. This was on hubpages.com. I met Robert the Doll back in 1978. I went to the First Baptist Church in Key West on Eaton Street, and his house was next to the church. Our youth group had a sleepover at the church, and early Saturday morning around 5 a.m., the minister of music and I came back from Mr. Donut, and he parked his car in the pastor's parking space. We heard a rustling of leaves behind the church, and we went to look, and I saw Robert pull himself up on the wall. He looked at us and then dropped down and walked away. Scared the the daylights out of me. Fuck! So that's creepy. Yeah, it's super creepy. So there's this big letter at the place that says, Warning, don't photograph. Robert, I should have listened to those who warned me about photographing you. I paid for the few of the photos I took. Listed below is the trouble you caused me. One, my two favorite souvenirs from Key West came up missing. Two, upon returning my car rental, an unexplained $50 charge showed up on my credit card. Three, the hotel I had a reservation at You gave my room to somebody else. Four, on my return flight home, you gave me the same seat number as another passenger. Five, when I went to retrieve my luggage at the airport, it wasn't on the carousel it was assigned to. You put it in two carousels further down. Mine was the only one that was on the wrong carousel. What? Six, you had my loving cat greet my return home by biting me. Seven, you made me late to work on my first day back from vacation. And it says, like, happy Halloween, and it's, like, signed. It's, like, this big warning. Look at this. Wow. They, like, laminated it and everything, I guess. This one's creepy. It says, dear Robert, my name is Andrew, and I'm a 17-year-old boy. I'd like to ask you a few questions. Have you met a poltergeist? Have you done any good deeds before, or has anyone done good deeds in front of you? How does it feel knowing that some people are scared of you? How do you communicate with people in person? Has anyone ever called you a secret weapon before? Don't worry, I'm not to compete. I'm not trying to compete with you or anything. Oh, creepy little fucker! Right? That kid is the devil. Okay, this one's okay. Uh, Robert, I just wanted to let you know that I, unlike my friends, have total respect for you. When I questioned your powers last fall, I missed my flight from Miami and nearly missed an important court date. This weekend, when I related. My tragic tale to my friends, they openly questioned whether you even existed, much less your powers of revenge. Well, the next day, one of them had a one of them had a flat tire and others were trapped in traffic on Interstate 90. Perhaps now they understand. I fervently fervent, fervently so, yeah. I fervently hope they will seize their mockery. Maybe even some will venture to your wonderful home and pay you a friendly visit. In the meantime, let me just say that I appreciate your attenuation of Tropical Storm Fay and hope that the other citizens of Key West are appropriately grateful. Sincerely, Chris from Illinois. P.S. Please say hi to Elena for me. And I was like, who's Elena? Well, Elena is a TB patient who is in the next room over from Robert. And her name was Elena Milagro de Hoyas, 
whose corpse was famously stolen and used as a sex doll by Dr. Carl Tanzler Jesus for seven Christ. years. Oh, what the oh fuck? wait, you want to see something real creepy? Oh, yes. <laughs> this is her. That's the that's her. He that's the chick. He like filled her with like wax and shit and like used her body for like seven years as that's a sex really doll. Isn't that creepy? Yeah, we'll post that on the Instagram so you guys can see it. So just to kind of wrap it up a little bit, a couple of the little videos that I watched, there was an episode of Ghost Adventures Artifacts where Zach Bagans has Robert the Doll on. Oh, wow. That's the person bring him in. And it's so bizarre. Like, at one point, he has, like, this butler, Theodore, who walks in and, like, introduces himself to the curator who takes care of Robert. And then he turns and is like, blah, and, like, screams at Robert and, like, runs off. And Zach's like so upset and he's like oh my god that was really disrespectful what he just did isn't it and the chick who's is just she's so serious she's like yeah i just thought that was really you know that was really disrespectful and then in the background you hear theodore like coughing his lungs out and zach's like oh i need to go check on him and make sure he's okay and then like in the background you hear zach being like what you did was really disrespectful you need to go back in there and you need to apologize so this dude goes back in there and he, like, apologizes to the, to Robert. And then Zach's like, can I have him sit on my lap? And the lady gets so uncomfortable. She's like, oh, my God. Okay. Uh, all right. And he's like, all right, well, like, do you want me to, to like, pick up? She's like, no, I'm putting him in your lap. You don't touch him. I will put him oh in your lap. God, and it's I like, it's it. so, oh, my God, I know. I and then after the fact, Zach's like, good job, buddy. Like, it's so obnoxious. But. I hate it. But he did interview this girl who had a negative experience with Robert. Her name was Bonnie Randolph. And this is kind of crazy. She went and took a picture without asking. And she commented that she thought that he looked handsome. And the person behind her said something like, yeah, for like a fucking ugly doll or something. And she was like, I took the brunt of it for that guy. And I've been cursed. Whatever. So three days after she left from seeing him she had a car accident a serious car accident oh no then when they were driving back the same day they had another car accident what? they got t-boned and that three days later they got into another car accident i would quit cars then she fell down a flight of stairs and broke her back on their boat that they live on damn yeah so she went in and was like ended up asking him for permission it was like so dramatic and shit um so yeah it's just all really fucking creepy. And there's yeah. a lot of people who think that he's like super haunted. There was a guy who apparently at one point tried to destroy him, ended up in the hospital and died. Oh, Jesus. I think that's why there's like the holes in his face and stuff. There's a couple episodes that I listen to other podcasts. Lore, episode 15, called Unboxed, talks about him. This podcast is Haunted, episode two, talks about it. And that's why we drink episode, I don't know, it's called The Human Hair Version and the Worst Social Studies Class Ever. Uh-huh. They talk about it. What the fuck? So, sorry that was long-winded, but there was just a lot because there's, like, the history, there's all the stuff that happened, and then there's all these people who... And the fact that there's all these fucking letters that people are sending daily asking for, like, forgiveness and shit. That's crazy. So, that, my friend, is the story of Robert the Doll. That is... Fuck Robert the Doll. With respect. Let's hope he doesn't hear us. Let's hope he's not a podcast listener. And that's scary. That's super crazy. That's bizarre. Dolls are fucking creepy. Yeah, yeah. I actually had like a little um, like doll like that when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. Ew. I play with it all the time. Okay. 
I am ready for a story. I'm ready to just chill and drink this. Just chi- just kick back um, and listen to the sound of my fashion. sultry voice here. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this one kind of just was like, just hit me out of nowhere. I was thinking about it. I watched this movie. Uh-huh. By yourself? A long time ago. Oh, okay. I was setting up for a long, you know, deep-winded long story. Long and arduous a journey. Long and arduous story <laughs> there. Um, about a very famous person. Right, and I'm keeping it vague intentionally. Okay. So the film followed this guy's life and his rise to fame, and there were some really interesting elements to it uh, that they used that I was like, "What? I wonder why they did that. Uh, and so just to say it, the movie followed one of my favorite humans. Bruce Lee. Yeah, it's Bruce Lee. Hi! Hey-o. I didn't know, guys. I'm guessing. Yeah, so I love Bruce Lee. Oh, I know. I love Bruce Lee. Well, maybe some of oh, the people, yeah, the six people listening might not. Oh, you know? I know, I know, okay. I love, I love that he created his own martial art. I love that he, you know, came to America self-made. And also, I, I often kind of wonder what the world would be like if Bruce Lee had lived. Mm-hmm. Um, he, so he, Jackie Chan wouldn't have been so popular. <laughs> Jackie, no, Jackie <laughs> Chan kidding. certainly would have. Jackie kidding, Chan's such I'm a beast. Uh, but I'm a That's huge fan. Too, kind right? of, and we could. There's a whole we could do a whole podcast about ah, that if you want. No, uh, so for me, I really love the Bruce Lee films and his whole approach because he wanted to kind of demystify martial arts movies. You know, he wanted to kind of take away. He wanted it to be real and aggressive and what you know the nature of what fighting really was. Uh-huh. So Bruce Lee died very young. Uh-huh. Bruce Lee died when he was 32 years old. He died while filming a movie uh, that came out after his death called A Game of Death. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he died mid... freak accident, right? Yeah. And so we're going to essentially... there. So the, I'm digressing. I'm, I'm talking about... I'm getting into it before I'm getting into it. Okay. There is a curse on House Bruce Lee. Okay. We are going right. to be talking about oh, the curse of Bruce Lee. Right. Okay. So... The curse of... The curse of Bruce Lee. The curse... On Bruce Lee. On the family of, and the house of Bruce right, Lee. Right, because it's not like he didn't curse people. It's a curse, it, it's a, a curse on that, him and his family, right? Right. So Bruce Lee... Like Bruce Lee's cursed. Yes. So his his actual name in Chinese, which is interesting, is Little Dragon. Okay? Little Dragon. His name was Little Dragon. He was a big deal. Uh, big movies like The Big Boss, Fist of Fury... Way of the Dragon, Enter the Dragon. Mm-hmm. So he died, as I said, when he was 32 years old. When did he start doing movies? We'll definitely get into that oh, for okay. sure. So he was 32 years old when he died. And he also had a brother who died mm-hmm. before Bruce Lee was born. And what happened is his family actually gave him a feminine name when he was a baby, which I guess is the translation Little Dragon. And That's feminine and dressed him in feminine clothing to okay. keep demons away from. So the story goes, hmm. and there's evidence of this too. So Bruce Lee's dad was also uh, a famous dude. He was an actor, and yeah. so Bruce Lee was kind of a childhood actor. So that's how he got okay. into acting uh-huh. uh, in and China. He's from China, right? Correct. He's Chinese. He's Chinese. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. He died when he was 32 years old. Um, mm-hmm. Did he die when he was 32 he, years old? I don't know if I've said it yet. He died when he was 32 <laughs> years old. Uh, that's only two years older than you. Yeah. That's from right now. That's yeah. Sad. That's crazy. And 20 years later, his son, Brandon Lee, mm-hmm. 
tragically died uh, during the filming of a film when he was 28 years old. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about the similarities between Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee. Okay. Okay. So they were both born in the year of the dragon. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of relevance there to the dragon. I myself born in the year of the Little dragon. dragon. His name was Little Dragon. He was born in the Am year I of the dragon. Am I born in the year of the dragon too? We were not born in the same year, my love. Oh, year, not yeah, month. Sorry. What yeah. am I? I don't know. I don't okay. You know, guys. I was born in 1989. Tell me what I what my what yeah. Was that? So he Bruce Lee was born in 1940, while his son was wow. born in 1965 on the the Chinese New Year's. So Brandon Lee died at the same age that his mother was when Bruce died. So he, his mother was 28 when Bruce Lee died. Linda, she's an American. Okay. Okay. Kind of not, you know. So they both died while working on their fifth feature film. Mm-hmm. Bruce Lee was in post-production for Game of Death, while Brandon was eight days away from finishing the horror thriller called The Crow. Oh, right. The Crow. Yeah. It was a huge role for him. Which Great so movie. Which is so crazy. As much as I love horror movies, I've never seen The Crow. Yeah. So he played a, like a rock star... Uh, who rises from the dead to have revenge on the the dudes who kind of savagely kill him and 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 fuck up his wife as well is the premise of the movie. Oh, okay. And so it's like an anti-hero superhero actually originally based on a comic book uh, a, that a guy wrote after losing his his wife as well. I think the the comic book guy's named Jim O'Barr. Is there Chinese food in that movie somewhere? Uh, I can't speak to that. I haven't seen the movie in like 15 years. I feel like the little go-pup I have is like eating Chinese food. That's not the, that's not the same. You're thinking of the wrong thing. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, so, Enter the Dragon, widely regarded as Bruce Lee's wide, you know, wide, widest grossing film, was released after his death. Enter the Dragon. This was a film that was released post his death. It was like a Tupac deal. He got really like yeah, made a bunch of money exactly, after his death. Yeah. Uh, so both Bruce's death and Brandon's death are both really kind of clouded in a lot of controversy. Bruce's death is was officially called uh, cerebral edema, mm-hmm. caused okay. by a reaction to a painkiller mm-hmm. that he or had like t- a heart attack. No, it's like a thing in his head. Oh, so he had he had been he had oh yes cerebral. He had met up with some people and they were doing like a read of a script and he had had a headache mm-hmm. and so this chick named Betty Ting Pei uh, gave him uh, this super aspirin thing. And they kind of speculate that he had an allergic reaction to that in combination with marijuana in his system. But there was like so little. He was also 1% body fat at yeah, but the like, time. Well, how would weed? Even? Well, back in the day, this was before they really had conclusive. Oh, like, yeah. It doesn't kill you. But being so fit, that's so crazy. Yeah. There is also. Was a, he like malnourished? Was he just like not? No, he, he not was just. Enough... I, he was going hard as hell. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like maybe he wasn't. He was like super fit, but maybe he wasn't super healthy. There's also a theory that it was the triads, which is the Chinese gang that he had apparently had beef with. Okay. And there's a lot to that story. When he was young, uh, apparently just before leaving to come to America, he got into a fight with a group of triads. And one of those triads was the son of a high ranking triad. And he kicked the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And so then the triads apparently uh, they're coming after they come they're coming after Bruce Lee is Ooh. one of the thoughts and a thought that it is kind of mirrored in that film that the dark the film they but made. would they come all the way to America oh like, yeah know? oh yeah right. uh, based on you know there's a lot of people that think that the Chinese mafia will go to a lot of lengths you think I'm Mr Robot it's exactly kind of well yeah. Uh, they also say that he had been struck with what's called a dim mock, which is like a killing blow, like a killing martial art move. 
uh, by the by the triads. Oh. Uh, and so Brandon was accidentally shot. His and, son. Yes, his son was killed after being shot by a prop gun that had carried live rounds instead of blanks That's while so filming crazy. the crow. There's the, the scene. I'm sure they changed I think, it. But the I scene talked that, about this in what episode you did a bizarre like deaths or, or something three? yeah, yeah. he was on one of the bizarre deaths because they, it was something like a dummy casing appropriately there was like a dummy casing in there and they then it like had originally it out right one stuff. of them had been original round like real yeah. rounds and they had dumped it out and yeah. made a blank yeah. out of it but it got locked in the chamber mm-hmm. so it was still released and it yeah fucking crazy yeah the police final statement released after brandon's investigation that there was no foul play man so, Which is crazy because that also could, like, they say that, but that also could have been, like, a setup. Somebody could have actually, exactly. like, put that exactly. round in there. Yeah, exactly. So, Bruce's, Bruce Lee's last film in 1973. Oh, my God. 1973? 1973. 1973. For which he had filmed three major fight sequences, including the standout duel where, clad in a yellow junk tracksuit, which is like an iconic Bruce Lee uh-huh. fit. Uh-huh. Uh, it's also, they kind of mirrored it in the Kill Bill series with Uma Thurman. She wore it as well. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. I bought you a, a little flash yeah, drive. Yeah, I actually have a little dude. This dude right here. Look, check that out. Oh, yeah. That's him literally wearing. That's from yeah, that yeah. film. Yeah. Um, Sorry, he just showed me like figurine. a little figurine. Uh so, and in that film, he fights through these different levels to get to the top to, like, save his his relatives. But it's also, like, a lightweight reference to his martial art that he created called Jeet Kune Do. So, he created his own martial art as well, Bruce Lee. Very, very incredible martial arts. And a philosopher, wrote many books, poems, all this stuff. Great dude. Mm-hmm. So, in this film, he also fought uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was actually one of his students. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Wow. He was a very famous basketball player. I know who it is. Yeah, so that's a picture of them fighting... In the Whoa! Yeah. We'll post it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but as I said, so this film claims to have predicted Brandon's death. How so, though? So the film was cr- the film was completed five years later in 1978. So this is after oh, Bruce Lee's said dead. It right. uh, oh, he said it right. Oh, you got me. 1978. So the guy that the guy that directed Enter the Dragon also finished Game of Death, and so it comes out way after Dude's dead, way after Bruce Lee's dead. Yeah. And they use body doubles and cardboard cutouts, and I've actually seen it. It sucks. Kind of did some shit like um, the Dark Knight. Yeah, after. and they use they use some other footage from Bruce Lee that wasn't like part of the film. Yeah. So originally the storyline was about a martial arts champion who was had to battle three top-notch opponents in a five-level pagoda. But the new plot in the final film... It's a pagoda? Like a Chinese-style building. Oh, okay. With the floors, you know what I'm saying? Got the big wings uh-huh. on the side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the new plot in the final film delves into the life of a martial arts movie star who fakes his own death in order to take down an international crime syndicate. The badly edited and hastily pieced together film is now mainly remembered for the infamous scene where Bruce Lee's character pretends to be dead after being shot by an assassin on set. So Brandon was shot. He was an action star. Right. Was shot but on that was set. Pretend. He really was. Exactly. 15 years later, Bruce son would die in a North Carolina hospital hospital <laughs> hospital after being shot in the stomach during his character's murder death scene in the crow by a 44 caliber prop gun that was supposedly filled with blanks. Outside of like all the stuff about Bruce Lee, cause you could do a whole podcast just kind of talking about who he was and what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, the film that I watched was, uh, it's called Dragon, a Bruce Lee story. 
Uh-huh. And it's a pretty fictional. What did you watch it on? What's it available on? Oh, I haven't. I could. You, oh, it's been like years. Yeah, it's been ages. It? it retells the story of Bruce Lee by, and the actor is Jason Scott Lee, the guy that played Bruce Lee. But it's not any of relation to Bruce Weird. Lee. But he well, was the guy Lee in that. He was in that common. one. That one remake of Jungle Book, and or maybe it was Tarzan. He was. He's been. He was in the Mortal Kombat movies. He did a bunch of stuff. I don't know. Um, back in the early nineties. Uh, but what's weird is that Brandon Lee was actually approached to play his father in the movie because he was still alive. Oh, man. That would have been cool. And he didn't take it because he went to film The Crow. Oh, man. Yeah. Which was a, is a huge movie. So, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't have taken that? I exactly. Mean- uh, but so in the movie at the at the end, there's like this crazy dream sequence where Bruce is fighting this like demon, uh, which has been haunting him his whole life. Uh, you know, intermittently you see this demon through Bruce's like trials and tribulations, uh, uh, kind of alluding to a curse. Mm-hmm. And when the demon realizes that Bruce has a son, he stops fighting Bruce and goes after the kid. Now, keep oh. in mind, Brandon Lee was still alive when this film came out. So Brandon Lee died in March 1993, two months before that movie was released. So in that film, it has this curse going after Brandon. So did then- he ever see the movie? Uh, the film was it dedicated real- to his memory. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he. Well, ever because saw it. I mean, there could have been like a. They approved. They they approved the I film. I mean, like there could have been like a pre. Like he could have seen it before it came out. But yeah, he definitely could have. I don't know. I guess not. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot, and there was also uh, there's been documentaries made about it and some other stuff. But I just thought it was kind of cool to kind of touch on because yeah. he was an incredible fighter. And for him to, ju- he was a, a, he was known for his, Bruce Lee was a known for his physique, right. known for his focus right. and for him to die suddenly at age 32, like while he was on this iconic rise. He's also the guy that. Was know, it, what was the, the, it was cerebral, what was it? Edema. So, I mean, what is that? It's like a swelling of the brain type thing. So, I mean, is there a reason, like, was that like a freak so he went, thing or yeah, would that have been seemingly, like something that he was like on, like steroids apparently or something that he was on he that would have caused that? Apparently he had taken one of those aspirins, like super Yeah, but aspirin, aspirin doesn't on, make hold on, you. Hold on. He had taken one of these, like, it's a, it was a, like a prescription based aspirin and he had mm-hmm. had an allergic reaction to it before, but had taken one again. So maybe it made his brain swell. Yeah, he had had issues with it. There's also this thing that he was... Like he was injecting, uh, like stuff to help him, like his muscles heal and stuff, and that could have killed him. There's a lot of like theories in regards to that, but hmm. uh, I like to subscribe to that he was he was taken before Natu- his time, all natural and yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think he was really on to some some things. And like, there's a bunch of like in the movie, the dragon movie, the the documentary movie or whatever. It's not a documentary, but that movie they were like. Kind of touching on that the the Chinese groups and the Chinese martial artists were like very mad that Bruce Lee was exposing Western culture to mm-hmm. martial arts. Yeah, and they took they took issue with that. So there's another. Yeah, but they kind couldn't of have caused that. that. Like, well, I guess unless they like injected unless it's him the mafia and they they killed him. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like, is there a reason behind like why? him and his son would be cursed like is there like a it's like pre-existing a, like he did something or they're like his family betrayed a, something well like or, they kind of allude it to being a family curse being oh. that, like it could have started with his little brother who died before bruce lee was born um and then that's one of the things that led his family to like dress him femininely and stuff because they thought that this curse whatever the curse was would also go after bruce yeah. which based well, on Chinese this theory culture, they did. probably they would definitely be I feel like isn't it really big for them to believe in like 
traditions and like those yeah. like curses. I don't know. I feel like yeah, that. I don't. I can't speak too much to that, but I think that there was a certain superstition surrounding a lot of his uh, a lot of his early wow. upbringing. Yeah. So yeah, just I thought that of all the celebrity conspiracies, I thought that one was kind of interesting, just yeah. based on the similarities between Brandon Lee and Bruce Lee. Yeah, that they died they at such similar young, times. Sad, yeah. yeah, both both had put out five feature films. Both were about yeah. to like catapult to the next level. Very physically fit. Yeah, healthy. crazy, crazy yeah. fit. Yeah, that's so wild. It's super did wild. Bruce Lee? Did he come to America because his father was he? came here well how did he end he, up coming here? he there's a lot of like stuff that said that he came here fleeing trouble that he had gotten into as a youth but i thought his dad was in films in china films. oh in china in china yeah so yeah what made him end up being an american film he immigrated here uh on and, his own yeah yeah his yeah. dad gave him a bunch of money and he immigrated here and there's a lot to it i wouldn't i mean he also there's stuff to where that he was actually born in america and was a naturalized citizen because his dad was doing traveling stuff. Oh, okay. So there is stuff to that. But I can't, I don't, I'm actually a little rusty. I don't remember if that's actually the case. But I think he was actually born in America while his dad was doing like yeah. traveling. His dad was like a famous actor and he played like the female roles in stuff. Really? Yeah. As I recall. Huh. And that's how Bruce Lee had like a little bit of the acting chops as yeah. well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that's just a little bit about the curse of Bruce Lee. Yeah. Oh. Man, that's wild. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Because he's so iconic. You know what I mean? And For to, sure. To know that like there was like a dark. Well, and a lot of people thing. don't really. There's a lot of people who don't know about Bruce Lee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he is a huge, very well known, successful. You know, actor and martial yeah, art, yeah. martial arts, right? Yeah, he changed. Um, he really, he really is like probably the most iconic martial arts yeah. character. But you know, a lot of people don't. It. It's like you know Bruce Lee, but you, when you like, you're like, wait, let's sit down. Who is Bruce Lee? Yeah. Where did he come yeah. from? What did he do? Why did he? Die? And then his son to die that young too is just. I think crazy. that's the the most bizarre part of it all is that he died so young. Yeah, and, and then so his son, his, yeah. same. I yeah, think that's the, the biggest weird thing about it. Yeah, yeah, well, and yeah. if his son had just played the role of him of him yeah he may have not who'd have thunk it you right know? yeah maybe that was his dad coming back from the dead being like play me or and he was like now nah, i'm gonna do this movie called the crawl yeah i think it was he just just didn't want that stigma he probably didn't want to yeah. he probably wanted to be his own person exactly. and yeah. was like well if i play my father i'm gonna be my father for the rest of my life yeah jokes on you you should have done it Damn. <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> oh man that's wild yeah well that was good. Thank you. Good job. Good, good job to you. Good job. So that's episode 15 of We Drink and We Know Things. One five. Bing, bang, boom. Man, follow us on the social media. All the social. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram, friggin' Tumblr, the website, we drink and we know things.com. Email us at we drink and we know things podcast. Oh, at nope. gmail.com. Wait, did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> Why? That was so good. I don't think it came out right. We what drink and we know things podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Email us um your suggestions of what you want us to talk about. Um if we screwed up something, let us know. I on a previous episode, we actually I was trying to pronounce Amari Amarillo, Amarillo, Texas, and we had somebody like uh correct me, which is great. I well, we want to know these things. Let us know what we've biffed because we're drinking. We're good at biffing. <laughs> um, if you have a a drink recipe that you want us to do, 
send it. I'll probably be real judgy about oh. it. But. Um, and if you could just take a quick 30 seconds out of your day and leave us a review. Come on. Five stars. Um, five hours. You don't even, you don't have to leave a written review, but it would be great. No, um, you do. You have to wait. So in the beginning, we had a fun thing that we, ham sandwich. Yeah, ham sandwich. ham sandwich, that shit. Comment that Just shit. Just leave us five stars and say ham sandwich. We, we know it. you love us. Yeah. We love you. Awesome. Um, Thanks, guys. Thanks and so much. And happy 2019. Yeah, let's get it. Goodbye. Bye. See you next time.